So this week, 525, and we're off to El Salvador to try some San Jose washed red bourbon. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here, it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this week's coffee comes from El Salvador, from San Jose, and it's red bourbon washed. The plants were first placed by Gloria's great-grandparents, Josefina and Jose Maria Rodriguez, in 1815. I luckily first met Gloria in 2009 through Luis and Mayo. Uh, Mayo is Gloria's daughter, Luis, uh, Gloria's son-in-law. Um, the farm won SCAA Coffee of the Year in 2011, um, and Gloria is just a huge fan of Bourbon, um, and she separates them out for us, so we buy all three variations from the farm. We have a red, we have an amarillo, which is a, a, an orange um, an orange and yellow. And then we also have the elefante, which is a varietal that's been found on this farm. And it really is something special. When you squeeze the cherry, you get mucilage from it. And normally when you get three or four drops, that coffee's ready to be picked. With elefante, you end up with about 14 drops um, because there's just so much mucilage and juice around it. So this is a farm that's just full of interesting varietal stuff, uh, and this is no exception. So this week I'm going for something a little bit different. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned to this to you, but um, I wrote a book. It's a very good book. It's a good book that should be bought. Um, you can buy it from hasbeen.co.uk. Probably the best place to buy coffee books from in the world. Um, and in this book, I asked Gloria lots of questions about... Um, kind of how she got into coffee things like that so I'm going to go through the questions with you so the first thing I asked her was like who is your biggest influence in coffee and she said it like it was her father Jose Marie uh, Maria Rod uh, Rodriguez um, who uh, was yeah instrumental in her learning all of her skills she was asked uh, what was her proudest achievement in coffee and then she said when she won the SEAA's coffee of the year back in 2011 with San Jose uh, but also the first time that she won Cup of Excellence in 2007. I asked her about the biggest challenge she's facing her today, and she said climate change and leaf rust and being able to cope with the higher costs uh, in salaries, harvesting fertilisers. And this is something that's very poignant to El Salvador because there was recently a change in the law where uh, people used to get minimum paid $125 a month, which doesn't sound a lot to me and you, and it isn't a lot. But the government changed the law overnight to say they had to be paid $200 uh, a month. Uh, and that means finding an extra $75 for every single employee with very little warning. And it really is a big problem for El Salvador. Um, I asked her a favourite way to relax. And she said going to the beach with friends and family and spending lots of time with her uh, grandson. Um, and I asked her if she could grow coffee anywhere in the world apart from her own country, where would that be and why? And she says... And this is quite indicative of El Salvador. She said Nicaragua because it's safer and there's less population density. And then finally I asked her, if you had a blank check, what would be the one investment you would make in the farm? And she said she, would, she currently uses an external mill uh, to process the coffee and she would love to be able to build her own wet mill with her own people so she could have total control over the process. So... Um, so yeah, that was a little bit of a difference in my mug. If you would like to find out more stories about this, you can through this fantastic book here, priced at £19.99, available not in any good bookshops, but on hasbeen.co.uk. 
So this week I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, roasting, uh, and with the San Jose, um, it needs uh, a little bit of care, like every roast does, but it's a very typical El Salvador uh, washboard barn. It's very nice to roast, it gives you a whole heap of clues about where it's going, so by listening, smelling and looking, uh, and in that order, so listening, smelling, looking, you get a really good insight into what's happening with the coffee. So what I tend to do is I take it running into first crack, so you just throw heat at it, throw heat at it. We get to first crack, I reduce the heat, but only reduce it by half because I want this to be a fairly quick roast. I want it to kind of carry on ramping through. So heat being applied and exothermic heat, just not too much so it cooks too quickly. Um, and what you want is you want some colour on the bean, but you don't want too much colour. Like the last thing you want to do to any beautiful El Salvador washed is add any roasty flavours to it because what you naturally get is something sweet, something chocolatey, something with lots of mouthfeel uh, and something with not so much acidity like shoulders of it more than like buckets of it. Um, but a super easy coffee to roast. If you're a home roaster and roasting this at home, this is going to be a dream for you. So I've resisted the whole way through, but I do need to burst into a Do you know the way to San Jose? La, la. Just for Chris's benefit, nobody else's. He had a desire to hear it. So we are going to taste the coffee. And San Jose is a relationship we've had for since 2011, I think it is. And it is just a fantastic coffee because it's simple. It's tasty. It's delicious coffee but not complicated coffee so sometimes on a Sunday I'm sitting at home and I'm like I just want to drink some coffee and this is what this is for me so so the primary flavor in this one for me is a chocolate digestive so that biscuit sweetness along with the smoothness of the chocolate but it's got a little bit of caramel it's got a little bit of orange it's got a little bit of just deliciousness that is it's uncomplicated, um, undifficult, and great to drink. So, before we go, of course, we are in December, which means we're not far off from our Christmas break. So, um, we're going to be close. We're going to be open as usual and closed as usual over Christmas. But fill in my mug. You are going to get two in two weeks. Um, so just beware that uh, you're going to have to save one of them um, up until New Year's to watch the episode with us. So just preparing you a little for Christmas there. Thank you for joining me. I do hope you enjoy this week's coffee. And I do hope that you remember life is too short for bad coffee.